On this week's edition of the Out of Bounds podcast, we're going to discuss the conference finals every day that transpired, as well as give you our thoughts and opinions on the upcoming NBA finals. Stay tuned for more on this week's edition of the Out of Bounds podcast. It's hot as fuck, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't gonna lie, I, I kind of got a little bit flustered on, on the um intro there because um it gotta be hot, it gotta be hot. It's hot no way. Fun, I can't, bro, even focus. He, said, he said, Man, it's too hot out there. I just can't even do it. Bro, I can't even focus. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 46 of the Out of Bounds podcast. We're four episodes away from the milestone 50th episode. Mm, 50. So, yeah, so we're gonna hit that about towards end of June, early July, some shit. but. As always, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Adela Fashion. He's still managing director here at True River Culture Magazine, as well as CEO of Ground Up Media Productions. Not that my company has anything to do with Tugs, but you know, <laughs> just go say that. Shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless plug. And alongside me is my guys. We got the man in the middle, our center, Mr. Donnie. Do not call me Donovan Wilkins, aka Radio Donnie. And last but certainly not least, we got our young blood, the young prospect himself. Hey, don't say no. blood. I don't need them set tripping on me. I right? don't say young blood. They got YSL locked up. Don't do that to me, bro. I need GBI knocking down my door, bro. Chill out. All right. Say look. We got the young prospect himself, Mr. No Austin, a.k.a. Dirt Eye, a.k.a. Kyrie, a.k.a. Mr. Euro Step 2, your girl. Exactly. Less than a ring light or some shit. Yeah, no, nah, I'm using natural light. This natural light hidden. I'm about to say, I look handsome. Look at me. You know what I'm saying? This natural light hidden. Got the Kanye hoodie on. Your boy, good. No, you low key look like my cousin, dead ass. <laughs> bro, I look like, I look like everybody. Like, Yo, you look my second cousin removed that I know. I'm like, bro, I don't, I don't know why I look like everyone's second cousin. But, so. fellas, before we get into it, talking NBA and all that shit, how's everybody feeling? What's on everybody's mind? <sighs> bro, chilling. Uh, college graduate, it's still like the college graduate thing, man. It's uh, it's going. Um, no one tells you about the patience you, you need because you always have that expectation, like, oh, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. And then when it doesn't happen, you're like, uh, what do I do? So it's really just the patience. And so I'm just being patient, doing my thing, keep doing my thing for Tuck and for me right now. So we just being patient. That's all it's, yeah, it's been two weeks, bro. Just think about it. you've been in school for what. Four yeah, years. You count, oh, I'm about like six, 16 years. Yeah. Yeah, man. So like, it's only been like what two weeks, bro? Like, it it really feels like two years. I'm not gonna lie to you. It feels like it's been like two, three years. It was just like, oh, asking yes. that shit, bro. Because but, when, because yeah. one thing I wish I had when I graduated college, I wish I had some time, you know, to just reflect, you know, recalibrate. I went straight to the work field as soon as I was done. Oh, so you I'll told me from it. experience, like, hey, my hey, chill out. <laughs> you yeah, tell me you know like, hey, 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 chill out. Yeah, and the next day, you know, you thirty, you be me, thirty-one years old. Figure out like where the fuck the time go. Like, am I really enjoying myself and shit? Yeah. You know, I love what I do. Like, I love you know, like give it back to like the next generations, such as yourself. You no, know? and I will say you die, but you are part of my generation. You know, you try to clown me as if like yeah. you're younger and shit. I'm, say, I'm the youngest out of y'all too. Y'all got it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Y'all like, got it. I enjoy that, but you know, for the time being, just enjoy your freedom, bro. Because sooner or later, you gonna be on your own, have to pay bills and shit. Yeah. I'm holding on to the family plan that my dad pays for my phone bill. I'm holding on to that till I'm 30. I'm not, bro. He he keeps saying, "Yo, you gonna start paying it." I've yet to touch a bill. 
It's never gonna come up. I'm holding, <laughs> I'm holding on to that. That T-Mobile bill, I'm never seeing that till like I'm 30. So I'm straight. I'm not yeah, complaining. Man. Just trust the process, Dottie. You know all about that, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, yo, Dottie like the big brother to me, real talk. Like Donovan, like I be trying, I be inspired like him. Like he be on the radio, he be doing stuff in Philly. Like Donovan's really like my big brother type shit. So I be like, damn man, I'm trying to get like this man when I grow up. <laughs> I try to get like this man when I grow up, dog. Dottie. See, I saw, see, I, I always knew this would be in the cause for you, Dottie. I always knew that you'd be like an inspiration for others and shit. No, I don't like it. I don't like what it. You, what <laughs> you, what no, you gotta, like it. Oh, you gotta, hey, no. You don't like it, I had to learn this. You gotta talk, like, I learned, like, from Tyler Creator. Like, I'm, I've always been humble with, like, whatever I do. And, like, like even there was kids at my college, like, I would tell them about what I did at Tuck. And they would be like, yo, like, you really, do. to me, it's just, I'm just working. It's just what I do. Right, yeah. But, like. When you really step back and look at where I've gone, where Tuck took me or whatever, like sometimes you gotta talk your shit. And Donnie, you've gotta be that for like, hey, nah, like Donovan went to the Philadelphia Film Festival. Like, Donovan, you have the conditions yeah, to talk your shit, buddy. Like, I don't think like, you get it. Yeah, like, I, I do shit like that. And it's like, oh, I did it. But yeah, you're right. I never look back and like you don't reflect and shit yeah. like that. You, you have to enjoy sure, that. Bro? You have to enjoy those moments. Like I like when I went to Afropunk, that was like I remember with Liddell, like I kind of had a hiccup on Saturday and had to go back on Sunday, and um, I just reflected on the moment, like, "Yo, I was a rookie and I did a rookie mistake," it, but you know, I I got in and you know I got to experience it, and you kind of have to be present wherever wherever you go, whatever you do, it like you just got to reflect and be present. Like when Liddell was like, "I've been to so many fashion weeks, I've been to so many BET awards," I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> just like dog, I just want one." Right. I just want, I just want one. <laughs> Talk about I've been here eight times. I already did this. I'm like, dog, I'm we just trying to get one. We try right. to get to the ESPYs. We trying to get everywhere. And so it's like that. But you just gotta be present for those moments. And so once you are, and you just remember those shit. So, but yeah, yeah the main thing I'm is, talk your shit, dog. Yeah, dog. I mean, like you, dog, you need to be more like Draymond Green. You okay. need to, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to be Draymond Green, bro. Be like JJ Reddick. I really fuck with JJ Reddick and his yeah. podcast. Like I re- like JJ Reddick as like an analyst. It's like I fuck with JJ Reddick. He's heavy. so good. He's so he's good. so good. He's really just like he. I think in a couple months there's no like imaginary black cookout. But if there was, I'm taking JJ Reddick over Stephen A. Smith to the cookout. Like JJ Reddick is good coming bugger. through. Yeah, that's my that's my guy. I fuck with JJ good Reddick. Bugger. If, if, you know what? Y'all might I might get a tech for this, but shout out who I'm gonna invite to the cookout. Jason Woodlock. So you not even invited no more. Like you just <laughs> y'all gonna get revoked at that point. <laughs> like that's just like Jason. That, that's Woodlock. the type of person I would take. Bro, Jason Woodlock. You, so like, so you agree with me, Donnie? No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> hey, I, hey, no, Austin does not condone anything about Jason Whitlock. That is ESPN. Yeah. If you're listening, I got nothing to do with that. I ain't saying nothing. I'm not. I'm not gonna speak on nobody on the ESPN roster. They all cool people. We get props to them. That's yeah. First of, first of all, Jason Whitlock's independent now. He don't work for ESPN. Oh, okay, cool. Well, well forget Jason. Fuck that nigga. All right. <laughs> he has a YouTube channel, you know. So, man, this. I fuck with Jason Willow. He says the things that everybody's thinking about just too afraid to say. Kind of like Kevin just, Samuels in a sense. It just depends. Because, like, Shannon Sharp, I feel like Shannon Sharp says it's just the delivery. I feel like people don't understand, like. Nah, all, the, Sh- all Shannon Sharp does is talk in his country accent and then hey, yell. 
That's unk. Like you can't like Shannon Sharp. That's unk. He was a Savannah State. Shout it's a skill. Yo, you know, uh, Dr. Dr. U- I, I know you guys know who this is. Dr. Um, Umar Johnson. He a fraud, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. so he was, like, coming at... Uh, another Philly nigga. Another Philly nigga. He's from Philly? He ain't another, from Philly, nigga. How you know that? He, he, wow, you from Philly? You didn't even know that Dr. Umar from Philly? Ah, that's crazy. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. I've always seen him, like, around on social media and shit like that, but I didn't know he was from he said he don't be on my block outside. Yeah, he don't be on the block with me. But yeah, he tried to call out uh, Shannon Sharp and his um white wife or some shit like that or girlfriend or some shit like that, and he wanted him to come on about uh the show, but he was like, nah. You know, uh, Sharp was like, I get fired before I let bro, him go. iteration, bro. You know, it's shout, shout, shout out to my shout out to my to my homegirl home Michelle because she actually brought this up as something that she love. Does he talk about in the future? Most likely on Tuck Talk. But uh, she mentioned something in regards to interracial things. So I think that's something that we should definitely touch upon. Hey, that. we could touch a little. Yeah. We could do some a little out of bounds social sociology. Hey, like, I we, mean, hey, you know what? Like, we here. You know, we here. Might as well. Like, we might as well touch on it. Now, Daddy, we already know you ain't got no problem with it because, like, you mostly date outside your race anyway. It's. You make it seem like you have to say mostly like that. Like you have to say it. Yeah, you mostly. You don't just outside your race. So you don't. It's not a kawiki that gets like. Yeah, I'm not like against black. That's what he on. I mean, I don't know interracial dating. I think for me, I was funny enough. I was thinking about that today. I was like thinking about the concept. It is just like. I guess I can only speak for myself was like shout out to my mom, but like I remember like being young and like she talked to me about Emmett Till and that really like mm-hmm. I wanna say Scarby, but it really put a divide between me and like wanting to talk to white women or any just white like any other race of like if they're a minority school, but specifically like white women, it was definitely a divide with that. Cause I was like, Yeah, I'm not trying to get lit. like at a young age, I was like, Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh but as I got older, I was just like, it is what it is, but I don't know. I just feel like the people that do interracial dating that be black be OD with it. Like it'd be like the black woman that date the white man be like, see, white man, woo woo. I'm like, okay, like yeah, you yeah. don't got a problem with you, but you don't got an OD on it. And right, like, exactly. Even and it's not even black board. women, but black men. Black men, I only date white women, black women, woo woo. Bro, you dating a white woman that acts like your sister, but the fact that she white is cool. Like you're a cornball yeah. too. Like y'all both cornballs together. Like, like if you OD with it, cool. But like people like Donald Glover, his wife is white, but he doesn't really talk about it. It's just his wife's so oh, to be white. Did you did you I'm see like all the uh, the controversy he got during uh, the rollout of Redbone? You don't care. Like you don't care though. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. Bo- I wouldn't say it doesn't bother him because I don't know him personally. But like his persona of just who he is, it probably bothers. Him I like that life. song though. Redbone is good though. Yeah, like, I mean the the culture was with. Him. Yeah. Uh, but then um I guess somebody was getting jealous of how much success it was getting. So somebody was like, You guys know he's married to a white girl, right? And then okay. all of a sudden people changed on him. Like say, that, just like how everybody's getting off Bronny James for taking a white girl to prom. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the heat. Ooh, I got bro, please. Okay, listen, Bronny James. I'm gonna tell you right now, Bronny James taking a white girl to prom. Y'all have to understand this the uh the social context that he's in. This kid 
lives in California, goes to Sierra Canyon, which is a really expensive public private school in Calabasas. The black population in that area is small. Even at my high school, like I lived in the suburbs, like me growing up in the suburbs, the black girl population was small. But I I still dated black women, but we're not talking about me. But for Bronny, I'm not surprised he's going to go white girl to prom. It doesn't surprise me that he did that. It would have surprised me if he if he did take a black girl. That would have surprised me because of where he goes to school. But who? Can, that's his environment. If cousin want to take yeah. a white girl, who my can? thing is like, why somebody grown ass black woman coming at this? What yeah, seventeen? Yeah, yeah. Don't 18. don't say black woman like that, they, <laughs> bro. I, I love I love my black woman, and and I'm gonna touch on my thoughts on interracial dating in a few in a few seconds. But my thing is like, why are we concerned about people that? Us common folks, why are we so concerned about the livelihoods of people that we would most likely never come across in our day to day lives to begin with? Especially like when you're like generations older than yeah. Ronnie James, you know, like it does not make no sense to just consume, exalt that much energy into something that does not really affect you. It doesn't. I don't. I don't think it matters. But also, is like I think we have to understand like Ronnie's intent. Like we don't know this kid because LeBron has done a great job of like. Not shunning him, but like kind of protecting him from the media because LeBron is probably our daddy. Look light skin now. <laughs> what you did? <laughs> he said this I, I turned the light like, off and like pulled up my shades. Yeah, that natural light. I told you, you gotta get the yeah. That's what I was like. Shining. Exactly. You gotta listen. I do. Yeah, it, it's too hot for me to do all that shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, y'all need to wallet, but I mean, Bronny James. I mean. He's what seventeen? Like he yeah. like he's seventeen. Like I knew kids that I played ball with that were black that only dated white women. We went to college three, four years later. They now just date black women. People change, people evolve. Even if he marries a white woman, who to me is just like who really cares? If you care that much, you just bored. Like if you care yeah. that much, that he's it don't matter. Like as long as like it, I don't know, it just doesn't matter to me. It's, some like, of the, it's, some it's, of the comments that I was seeing on that uh, that post, uh, I I can't remember who posted it about Ronnie James. It's like I I I know people say that black people can't be racist, and I know that's like the idea of it. But oh, some of the shit go. that they were saying on there is just like. Outlandish, bro. Now, from a sociological, because my mind black people was, can be prejudiced, but black yeah, people can't be from racist. a sociological perspective, black people can be prejudiced, but to okay, be racist, that, yeah. racist comes from the implement of a system of power, and that system, you you guys all know, the system hold oppresses yeah. a certain way. So, yeah, textbook right, definition, so, no, but prejudice, yeah, everyone can be prejudiced. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, but in regards to my thoughts on this whole situation. Do I, first of all, do I have a problem with interracial dating? No, I do not. What's up? I don't have a problem with black men dating outside that Sounds race. Sounds like a butt I, coming in. There's always a butt. There's I have an issue with black women dating outside that race. This is where the issue comes in that you do not have to denigrate your own in order to elevate someone else from the, from the opposing race. That's, that's, that's the only thing. That's, that's where that, it comes in at. That's it. Like, like, yo, all them D1 athletes at Alabama and Auburn dating white girls, yo, do that. But, like, don't get on TikTok talking about black women can't do this and lace fronts. Bro, your own sister wear a lace front. Your own sister goes to the beauty supply store. What are you mm-hmm. on? Like, stop it. You a cornball. 
Like these, like yeah. I said, these black women get on here. Oh well, white men they get a Jack Harlow white dude. Give they dress him up, put him in a fade. He give cuz a fade. Now he oh he, you like y'all. They, it's weird because not to say that they dress up white people, but like they'll take a well, white they person do. They and like do. alter them to fit the black perspective. And it's like yo, right. like you doing too much. Like they do. that's, that's kind of like that uh, that last episode um, on Atlanta. About the um, when Kevin, did you guys see it? Um, yeah, where Kevin, Kevin Samuels, where uh, oh, yeah, the second to last episode where he was talking yeah. about you not black. Wait, Kevin yeah. Samuels was on it, yeah, he was in the second to last episode. I gotta catch up, you gotta come on, rest in peace, rest in peace to the god. You got he said male buster. Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. He did a really good job on that episode. Yeah. I'm not even a big Cameo Sevels fan, but he actually really did a good job. Like, God bless the dead, but he did a good job. And I would have wanted to see him in more like Afro Afro surrealism work. Definitely like that. Like, been that'd a, be dope. A role that he took. Yeah. He, he did really a good, good job. And it's unfortunate, you know, because that's the thing. Goes back to saying earlier, you know, like you have to. Enjoy the journey, you know, because tomorrow never promised you. And this man, Kevin saying he had whether you agree with his methods or whatnot, even though like me personally, I kind of thought that with the whole average at best thing with that with that black woman was like, like I said, you do not have to denigrate your own women, you know. But um I feel like from that point forward, he felt like he hit a lick. Like once he went viral, that shit went up on World Star, like okay, like I'm gonna well, continue going down. Uh, apparently, yeah, apparently um was he but had, like, he's done it with men as well. He had done it with yeah, men yeah. As well. But he only went viral for the stuff that he said about women and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. You know, that's why I like, didn't know he had like a whole like YouTube channel until he died, and people were like, "Yo, like he what have you been?" He says, "A." I mean, I <laughs> oh, you look like a savior's disciple. Like he's like, "Where you been, dude?" Like, <laughs> like I've never heard fit, him on TikTok, uh, TikTok and shit like that. But yeah, yeah he's. Nah, fresh and fit gotta get canceled. I don't know what the niggas be on. They they I heard that I heard that Myra, I heard that Myra is an op. I'm not surprised. Anything that comes out negative about them, I'm probably not surprised by it. Like they're just weird. Like, I don't know. Fresh and fit just like where do they get their guests? They get a whole like, panel. Are, are they just like picking like people just bro? They're so they supposed to be alpha male, but yeah, they cannot do a whole they 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 are so insecure with their masculinity. Yeah. In order for them to feel superior, they have to surround themselves with a whole bunch of beautiful women. In no. order to feel like as if like they're they, superior. They talk down. But, but yet, but yet they but yet they talk to the audience about the nah, fuck these women don't give women your validation and all that. But yet they Bro, feel just validated. Not like they just not happy. Having a, <laughs> surround like who hurt them? Bro, like bro really is just not happy because I remember I will always see like I always saw the video like a couple times on my for you page on TikTok, and they just like he was just like, yeah, if I'm with a girl, she never, she gets no pleasure. I'm like, what girl goes, that's a 360 deal. What girl go get with you? Like, oh, also, yeah, they also said that, uh, like, if you're in a relationship with a girl, uh, she can't have an Instagram that's cheating. Bro. I'm, I'm like, care. what type of shit? I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it a book because I got, I used to, you know, I grew up with a little insecurities, but I heard Elon Shop. he was on some podcast and they were talking about how he was, when he was dating Tiana Taylor. Where she did the fave video, he was in the locker room and like, uh, I think he was playing for the Cavs and like people, like his teammates were like, "Yo, like under his wife's uh, Tiana's joint, like oh damn." And he was like, "You gotta understand if you talking to a girl or dating a girl that's really attractive, you gotta understand 
that's just gonna happen. You mm-hmm. gotta be okay that he's like everyone's not built like that. And he's like, you gotta be okay with yourself. To be like, yo, that's my girl. She gonna do what she do. And you have to be like, yo, she's still coming back to my crib at the end of the day. Y'all exactly. can say whatever. She's still coming over to my crib. It don't matter. She's sleeping in my bed. I'm straight. So it's like, that's always been my mindset. People could, dudes could say, cat call, whatever, do whatever. At the end of the night, she coming back home with me. We chilling. I'm Shit. good. So like, I don't really. She might be like your pictures, but that's really me. <laughs> and, and, and you send the DMs, I'm responding. That's what we yeah. are. <laughs> you send the DMs, hey, that's me responding. Chill out. Exactly. We, we both laughing at your DM in bed. Talking about, exactly. Look at this, dude. Like, like, bro, chill out. But no, nah, at, mm. at the yeah. end of the day, as a man, if you go go for a nine or a ten. You gotta be secure with your masculinity, bro. Just not even before you, as just a PSA to young kid, uh, dudes my age, if you like 20 in college, whatever, be secure with yourself first. That's mm-hmm. it. Just just love yourself, be secure with yourself first before you even start doing anything because that's gonna be the biggest thing. I wish I knew that like a, like a couple of years ago. Hey, man, I wish I did too. But we here. <laughs> we, here <bro. laughs> we, we learned and grow from we it. Learned. But interracial dating, like I said, we're too old for this. This conversation's been old as test of time. Yes, it can be corny at times. I'm not gonna lie. It do be cor- like it just be the people that make it corny. Like I like don't make it corny. If you just want to date someone because it for them, do that. We don't care. But when you start making it corny, you start like you start you know, like, making it like the whole idea of your. I'm making it a race war. Like yeah. if you want to date a white girl, do that. I don't care. You want to date a white guy, do that. I don't care. Just don't be like so. My white man is better than you because black men. I don't. Why are we doing this? Because now yeah. it's corny, and I don't like that. So do what you got to do. Stop trying to justify it. Like, just do it. Okay. Just, just live your life and don't feel the need to denigrate others on, on the way. You know, so. But speaking of lighter-skinned people, Golden State Warriors. <laughs> nice transition. That's <laughs> sadly. <laughs> nice transition. Golden State Warriors made the finals. Yeah, See, man. So. People. I'm surprised. All right, so. Yeah, tw- I'm surprised, Doc, that we went 22 minutes and we have really yet to talk about sports. That just goes to the out of bounds. We could that's how that. we. That's how good we, we are. Anything, that's how. Bro. That's how good we are, dog. Yo, like, stop playing. Yo, I'm, I'm hey. trying to get. Uh, I'm reaching out to like NBA stars and shit like that, and like low tier, trying to get them for like the 50th and stuff. You could probably oh, get. I'm, you could probably. I'm networking. I'm networking. I don't, don't uh, want to put. Yo, mm. uh, Iso Joe, you watching this, bro? Because you, hey, you, you do follow the True Urban Culture IG account, Joe Johnson. Oh, he does? Yeah, he oh, does. snap. No, if so, we, I want to talk to Joe. I think he stayed in Atlanta, actually. I don't know. I ain't going to put him out there like that, but I think he stayed. I don't know if he stayed in Atlanta no more. I don't know. Cause he was he used to be a he's a Hawks legend. Like Joe Johnson in Atlanta, he was that dude. Like when I was growing up, that Joe, Jeff T, Joe Johnson, Kyle Corver, Al Horford. When they wore the uh the Mike white Bibby as well. Mike Bibby, when they wore the white uh the white red and Josh blue. Josh Smith. Josh Smith. The, that's when the Hawks were cold, dog. Like, Marvin Williams, Zaza bro. Pachulia. Zaza, yeah, bro, you could before yeah. the Warriors. They could, they could just could, never get over that hump. Man, they could bro. never get over that hump, and it was just uh I was like, dog, come on, bro. But uh, but nah, Joe Johnson. Um, we can who do knows? a draft special actually. Yeah, who knows? Oh yeah. <laughs> Cuzzo, I already know you like that, Cuzzo, but we do have the same last name. And you do, <laughs> and you do play on my second team, the Boston Celtics. Uh, so, Cuzzo Aaron, so, if the Boston Celtics win the chip, 
even though I don't think we will. But <laughs> if we win a chip, actually, I shouldn't say that. I got right, baby. exactly. I got baby. <laughs> so once we win a chip, I'd love to have my cousin Aaron on the Out of Bounds podcast. Now nah, we're gonna we're gonna manifest. Uh, we're gonna manifest it. We're gonna get some. We're gonna, we're gonna start getting some more guests on here. We we try to be like JD Medic. We're gonna get some guests on here. We're gonna make it fun. You know what I'm saying? Get some sponsor deals. You know what I'm saying? I don't just do it low tuition, but we got <laughs> we gotta get teed and all that. Yeah, we gotta get teed up. We try to get like a you know all that manscape, manscape. Yo, you'll hear me doing the commercial break talking about manscape. <laughs> That's when you know I sold out. Yeah, I'm talking about this manscape. You know, I sold out. You know what I'm saying? But nah, yeah. I think what was cousin's name? He plays for he played at McKeesha High School. I know Jalen Brown played at Wheeler. McKeesha High School. McKeesha High School. Uh, Sharif Cooper. Uh, if you're from Georgia, if you're from Atlanta, the Metro Atlanta area, you know Keechan High School. They be cold. Shout out to Sharif Cooper, the Cooper family. Uh, his sister was cold. They all played at Keechan. Um, he played for the uh, Skyhawks, the College Park Skyhawks, right now. I'm have to see. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what I can. We'll see what we can do, man. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but as No says, speaking of life, but before we get to that, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been enjoying this episode so far, we just now getting into sports and we're 25 minutes in. But you enjoyed that little conversation. Not it wasn't a little conversation, let me not say a little. I feel like it's very impactful in regards to I mean it. it's if they're here this long, they they obviously know what we do. Like they obviously yeah, like you've been here for this long, they they, they know we usually know. don't really get into sports. Until yeah. later, so we we teeter totter, we go in and out. That's know? how that's how we really tried this. Uh, we that's when we did the Will Smith um episode. I was, was there, I was mad, yeah. and I that was, was our, our highest view episode. Shout out to Will, still is. Shout out to Will, this is Philly, yeah. But um, yeah, guys, conference finals it came and went last time that we were here two weeks ago. We made our predictions. Basically, everything I said happened. I believe I said that the Warriors would beat the Mavs in five games. I said that too. And I, I said I the had the Heat. Yeah, I said I had the Heat. I I think I said I had the Heat. And well. I said I had my Boston Celtics in seven games. You, so you throw that word on. mine around really loosely, and I think every team Bro, that we I only, talk I only about, he'd be like, mine. It was like, is it? Really? Is, I don't know. <laughs> you sure about like that? Like I said, man, I ain't never heard nobody having two teams. I can't lie. Mm. No, because like I, I re- I'm a Toronto Raptors fan. I'm I'm a Hawk. Uh, see, okay. I explain myself. I'm, <laughs> I'm a Hawks fan because I'm in Atlanta currently and I love I grew up watching the Hawks. Outside mm-hmm. of like Atlanta, I root for the Raptors. Like, so I root you don't root for any New York team. It's just Dallas. Exactly, it's just scattered across. My situation. Wait, no, and then he got Baltimore, right? Baltimore Ravens. My coastal and the LA. It's the Ravens, bro. Come on, bro. Scattered all over this. And I got two baseball teams. You're confused. The Yankees, the Yankees, and the Brewers. You're confused. Milwaukee Brewers. Come on, bro. You all Milwaukee. Okay, yeah, you're confused because I don't. I've been a Brewers fan, bro. I've been a Brewers fan since the Richie Sexton day, the Ricky Weeks day. Okay, if you get named players, I'll get. Yeah, if you get, I'm a a real fan. I'm a real fan. The only sports where I don't have more than one team is a college basketball and college football. 
College basketball, I root for the Duke Blue Devils. College football, I root for the Miami Hurricanes. I did hear you say that before. Okay. Mm. See, my shit is because the only thing I don't think it's weird to have two teams. I think what's weird. My, no, my it's team. weird that you, all your teams are literally scattered across the United States. I think I have. I think I have more. So I have I'm a nomad. Players. I feel like I'm I have. Sports nomad. I feel like I'm more like favorite players that I like to watch than favorite teams. Like there's players I like. Like I'll watch a Chicago game just kind of like watching Zach Levine. So who's your top three favorite players to watch? Who me or no? We can ask them both. I would say right now, who would play? I would say Devin Booker. I like watching Mm -hmm. Devin Booker play. I like watching KD play. It's surprising enough. I like watching. um, What was it? Uh, not shaking. Giannis, LeBron, not Giannis. Alexander. LeBron, those are easy. I was talking about like games that nobody be watching. I'm like, yeah, I like watching. Uh, uh, Garland. No, nah, I forgot what his name. Garland from the from the Cavaliers. Oh, yeah. oh Garland. Garland. Like the Cavs were like, I'm not gonna hold you. The Cavs were entertaining to watch this year. Like Evan Mobley, Darius Garland. Like they, Colin Sexton. Those guys were entertaining to watch, and I don't think they got enough. Marketing, yeah. Yeah, they didn't get enough credit this season because they had a really good season. So I mean, you yeah. were repping them in the beginning. Yeah, because like they were play, they were hooping like, but it was the beginning of the season. It's always NBA season. It's always the beginning of the season. It's like, oh yeah, because I thought the Bulls were going to be at the finals, and they didn't even make it. Out the I, mean, I mean, they couldn't be none of the top five teams. Yeah. got hurt. Caruso. Got no, hurt. we ain't gonna use the injury type. Well, shit. Injuries count, bro. Injuries means the whole. No, what, what was their injuries record against the top five teams? They did uh, have a pretty shitty record. It was like one and 18 throughout the it season. Was, Come on, bro. it wasn't good, but they had a lot of injuries. But DeRozan can't do it. The thing is, like, DeRozan can't beat only dude to do it. Like, like really, I, I, like, I, I would have gave you the benefit of the doubt if the record wasn't so lopsided, they could not compete. Against the top teams, they were frauds. They just they didn't have the um, you know, who's a fraud, Donnie. Oh my god! If we really want to get technical, oh, oh, don't don't bring up Philly. That's, <laughs> that's a sensitive you, subject. You, you see the therapy for that? Y'all see the chemistry that we got? He already know where I was going with. He already know where I was going with. It. Talking about fraud. Who's, who's the fraud? Who's the fraud on the uh, Sixers? James Harden. That's what's saying. I, I wouldn't say that. Y'all strip codes ain't even good. That means yeah. like, yo, this is trash. Yeah, yeah head coach, yeah, head coach Doc Rivers is a fraud. I love Doc. I, Rivers. I would say that. I would say that. But nobody on that team is a fraud. James Hall is not a fraud. Mm, he's been he's been having a decline since he left uh the Rockets, and he's been more of a playmaker. So I wouldn't necessarily say he's a nah, fraud he was because James, he's not trying James Hall, to James Hall shoot from Brooklyn though. Like he was dropping. 30 point game. Yeah, but when he came to the Sixers, I, I think he only dropped like and I like Jay's Jay's Hard one of my favorite players in the NBA. He's not top three. My top three no. are, are Luca, Jason Taylor, and Jalen Brown. I'm very proud of Jalen Brown though, because I called it. Yeah. I, I didn't know y'all niggas at the time, but I called it. Well, I told everybody that will listen, Jalen Brown's gonna be a star in this league. A lot a lot of people were writing him off. Yeah. I don't know why he was always consistent ever since he got drafted. I never understood that like narrative about Jalen Brown because he, ever since he got drafted out of Cal, he's been a pretty consistent. I, 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 I think it was. was the, I think people expected more from him um, because once you saw uh, 
Jason Tatum, you thought, oh, why? It seems like Jalen Brown is taking like a a backseat role, kind of. And I think they were trying to get rid of him or some trade packages. Yeah, they, they were talking about oh how Tatum and Brown they can't play together. I always yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I feel was. like that was I feel like that was a media ran story because I feel like as the Celtics, like obviously that conversation happens, whereas like you have like multiple stars where like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and the organization obviously had to pick one person to really back, Somebody which really, yeah. And they backed Jason Tatum, and it just was what it was. And like, yo, like Basically, like to me, it looks like it's like LeBron and D Wade. Like, you have LeBron, you got D Wade. One of y'all gonna have to be, you know, Robin. Someone have to be Batman. And it just is what it is. They're both interchangeable, though. They, yeah. Either one could go for forty or fifty. Either that, one. Any, yeah. If you get them, if you get Jalen Brown the Rock enough, he could get you forty. That's and, not a problem. Yeah, they're not even in their prime. Tatum is what twenty four. Jalen, I think, is 25, 26. 25. Yeah. I think he's a year older than Jason Tatum. I think. Like, the, yeah. let me verify that. Like, yeah, verify that. Like, these dudes aren't even in their prime. I right mean, now. as for my top three most exciting players to watch, obviously. Oh, he's 25. He's 25. You're right. He's 25. Yeah. yeah. Tyrese Maxey, um, Josh Giddy. Josh uh, Giddy, that's a sleeper. Yeah, I fuck with Giddy. He was. I like he kept me entertained on those OKC games. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander be exciting to watch. That and that guy. Uh, let's see if uh, um, Liddell knows who he is. Uh, Richardson on Boston Celtics. I think Josh I know Richardson. I don't think his. I think it's a weird first name. <laughs> he don't play for the Celtics. Richardson. The only, like the only 12. Richardson, I don't know Josh Richardson. No, uh, number 12, or am I? It's, it's, you think about, I don't think. You think... Do I got the name wrong? You think about Peyton Pritchard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. The white white boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he can so, hoop. He can hoop. I ain't going to lie. Cuz can hoop. I would give him that. Like, buddy can definitely, like, he can hoop. Yeah. And I like watching people where it's like they they enjoy this. Like they, I like watching players that enjoy just playing and they can hoop and. Also, know, um, shout out to No for getting me more into it. Um, the G League, bro. I've been, been telling you, the G League is exciting. Like, like I, hey, I got some tickets for the Delaware Blue Coats. Hey, yeah. NBA, hire oh. your boy. G League, hire your boy. I got you. Like that's definitely happening. Yeah. And the and the WNBA, like I know we sometimes Bruh. talk shit about y'all, but no, give us a you talk bag, shit. Bro. I haven't talked shit about the WNBA. <laughs> yeah, you talk. Because listen, no, I'm gonna keep it being with you. The Atlanta, shout out to the Atlanta Dream and shout out to Courtney Williams. She hooping. She and she in Atlanta too. Shout out to Courtney Williams because they be hooping. And the thing is, like the people that talk bad about the WNBA, they just don't like basketball because like the Atlanta oh. Dream game. They were hooping for real, and they were like giving Shout out to buckets. New York Liberty. Yeah, That's like they were giving buckets. Yeah, I was like, D.D. Richards. That's what I get. Man, this man just trying to get IGs. That's it. This man just wants some IGs. His I, man. I've been on this. I've been on before she got into the league, bro. Philly oh. was supposed to be getting a team by uh, 2025 or something like I that. I think Toronto is supposed to get one, too. I think Toronto is supposed to get a not team. happening, bro. The WMA loses. It's not even making a profit, like. Why even invest in expansion teams? I think they want to get that international. The most, the most historic, the the most historic WNBA team no longer exists, and that's the Houston Comets. Like that's crazy. I would say the next one up would be the LA Sparks because I think a lot of yeah. people know the LA Sparks and the Atlanta Dream. The Atlanta Dream been hooping too. Chicago, like, 
Chicago Sky. Yeah, they'd be hooping. But the thing is about the WBA, their jersey. And the Phoenix Mercury as well. The Phoenix Mercury guy. Yeah, Phoenix Mercury would be hard. In the middle of Salt Lake. Memphis, yeah. Memphis has a WBA. I didn't know. No, they don't. Memphis does not. No, oh, no, Minnesota, Minnesota. I was about to say, I'm like, they for sure. <laughs> so, I don't think they do. I, I, I'm about to go through all the WMA teams right now. They yeah. the Dream, the New York Liberty. Yeah. It's like 12. The, the Indiana Fever. Uh-huh. The Minnesota Lynx, the Chicago Sky, Phoenix Mercury, the LA Sparks, the Seattle Storm, the Washington Mystics, the Connecticut Sun. Who else we got? They going out in Connecticut. They got a team. Yeah, they got a team. <laughs> he said they got a team. No, I don't. I, I, I just meant like Connecticut. I mean, like, ESPN is in Connecticut, Connecticut, so that kind of. I mean, that's weird. But hey, shout out to them. Shout out to Connecticut. And New York Liberty. I for, I think you forgot. You know, he said New York Liberty. Liberty. Oh, you did. Okay. I think that's it. I think you got them. There's only twelve. Yeah. Why well, I feel I forget some. No, I think that's all. Hey, no, you, if you're watching this on YouTube, put in the comments if we miss one. Put in the comments that we missed the team. Hopefully, we didn't. You know who hey. I miss watching? Who? Maya Moore. Maya Moore was a hooper. Like, we got. Right. Wait, Candace Parker still plays, right? Yeah. She's uh, with Chicago. She just. Yeah. She, she, she should just retire after she won a chip for the Chicago Sky. Like, that's, no, she that probably wants to win another one. She probably wants another one, oh, which I don't blame her. Like you get the second one, you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm I mean, a- after her career is over, she does have a job at uh, Turner Sports. Yeah, she be. That's also team something team. I want to. Uh, I enjoy on. her. I enjoy her. Uh, have you seen like all these NBA stars? Who? Uh, ah. Yeah, Patrick Beverly. Now CJ McCollum's about oh, to. Yeah, CJ. Uh, CJ McCollum. Yeah. Bro, chill out. Time out. Y'all gotta leave some jobs. What, what, wait, wait, what was that nigga for the pot, uh, breakfast club? He said, Who are these niggas? <laughs> He's like, Who are these? Y'all have to leave some jobs for some bro, girls like, that went to school. I went to school for this dog. I know you play the NBA, but listen, leave some jobs out here you, for you. You know who's gonna be on there as well, Carl Anthony Towns, because he actually went to I school. I was just about girls. to say, Okay, yeah, if, like, that, okay, if you had a degree in that, then you know, hey, I, I got you, Carl Cat. That's my guy, but like, Patrick Beverly shouldn't be up there on TV. Why is he up there? Why? CJ McCollum. He's just a though. I think he, he's fucking wild. I, I don't shit. think he's uh, I don't think he has a job at Turner Sports yet. I know he doesn't have a job, but he just like the fact that he just like got invited. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you just? Okay. Sort of like the same thing with Addison Ray, who got that uh UFC job. We touched on a couple yeah, of months. Yeah. Uh, let's not talk about that. It's gonna just get me a migraine. <laughs> I, I think we talked about that like a while back. We, we, did, we talked yeah. about a while back. It really, that was like the second or third episode. I remember we talking <laughs> yeah, about that. I was way but um, but yeah, no. I mean, I think it, it's I mean, kind of I a cop out. I think it's low hanging fruit because like. Is I think it's easier to train like um, an ex NBA player on how to be like in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier yeah. than like getting some kid from like USC and be like, "Do you know about sports?" And like, well, I'm they also eating. come with their own following. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of upside, but that's, I the, think, that's the most important part right there. They come with their own following. But then I feel like you you miss out on getting people characters like like Stuart Scott. I feel like you're missing out on getting those kind of kids out of college that you know, like back when sports sports center like started, you had Stuart Scott. You had people that you had faces that you knew, like, and you like yo like their personalities. And so like, 
I feel like you get a lot of these NBA players. It's fun. It's cool. But it's like you, you. I think is. I think it's important to still integrate those people. Like Max Kellerman was really good. He didn't play in any professional league, but he was a face of ESPN when he when he yeah. had his time. Yeah, I know the basketball used to rap. I gotta see rap. whatever video this yeah. is. I, oh, I knew so Randall. Good. I knew Randall Park used to rap. Yeah, he's uh, I just remember the um WWE team that I forgot about the Dallas Wings. That's another Dallas one. Wings. There you go. Yeah, but nah, but yeah. the G League, but nah, shout out to the G League. The G League is it's a lot of Hoopers in the G League, yeah. and so you know, plus I, I think it'll be a lot easier for us to like access and get more like inside the media as opposed to like the NBA. We had that with the big three league, Ice Cube League, but they take it forever to come back. And hey, man, we going to sh- – hey, look, we going to – Hey, yo, Ice Cube, what's up with it, yo? Hey, nah, what, nah forget Ice Cube. Hey, Sunshine. WNBA, what's up with it? You know Sunshine Sacks, no, how at me? Sunshine like, Sats, get at me. Yeah. But guys, let's answer questions. What have we learned from the NBA conference finals that just transpired? Like I said, I had a 50% chance of my teams getting to the final. Only one of them did. So now my team have a 50, 50 chance of winning the chip. That's the Boston Celtics. But let's start with the East first. What have we learned from the Celtics Heat Eastern Conference Finals matchup? I, I think that was bullshit that they took Max uh, Serge's three point back, kind of. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Was, uh, it, it was bullshit, but you know, hey. I'm gonna tell you right now, Jimmy Butler's last shot was a good shot. He just missed it, and I think for me, like when I first saw it, I was like, that was just a bad shot. But when I looked back at the tape and that he was going for 37, he had 37 points. He was already hot. And the amount of space that Al Horford gave him, I think anybody that was hot yeah, that night take that whatever, shot, yeah. would take that shot. So it was a good shot. The thing is, he just missed it. It just is what it is. That guy about to that guy about to put me in cardiac arrest. Because I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like Marcus Smart's taking like the last five shots. He's bringing like, what the fuck? And then these niggas coming back. And then Jimmy Butler has the opportunity to take to win the game for them. Thank God he missed. Well, I can't say win the game because it's still a little bit of time left on the clock. Yeah. But, I think that would have been game 20. right there. If he would have made that, that would have been game. I think the only the only difference I would have did, he had 20 seconds left. Even if he made the three, you still gave the Celtics, like, what, 18 seconds left to, to do something. Mm. Um, I mean, it was a fast break play. Shot the three. It is what it is. Personally, I would have worked the ball around and get an open shot. But, you know what I'm saying, you're hot. You drop a 37. Can't go wrong drop 40. You couldn't go wrong either way. And so he just missed it. And it, just, it was what it was. So. I mean, I think it was a good shot. So I think my takeaway, my honestly, my honest takeaway from the East is Jimmy Butler is a hooper, and the stuff that they said about him when he was in Philly and Minnesota, they were capping. He was like the uh, the scapegoat because Jimmy Butler has proved that he really wasn't the problem. I, I don't, I don't situation. think we used him as a scapegoat in Philly. Everybody pretty much loved him. We no, they him. did. I mean, I think the organization did. I won't say the fans, but the organization okay, yeah, yeah. definitely used him as like, oh, he's the problem. Not Doc Rivers, not the organization. Well, but it's because Butler of his, his tracker, because he also, look how he, look how he left Minnesota. 
You know, I mean, he so did sure. he did wax the first scene with the reserve. So exactly, I mean. you know, so he basically he developed <laughs> a reputation, whether it's fair or not, but he developed. But like, yeah, that, that yeah, that's kind of through executives and shit like that. So. But I feel like I feel like that's something Kobe would do. I I like I. I he like, ain't Kobe. Kobe has a track He's not Kobe. <laughs> I, I never said J-Bot was Kobe. I'm just saying it was. And I like J-Bot. Like J-Bot earned my respect in the bubble. What he did with that Miami team in the bubble. Bro, he was The thing is, is like with Jimmy Butler, I see a lot of just like he wants this thing better than anybody in those teams. And he just needs to he be on a dog. team where everybody wanted that, like had that same mentality. So, yeah, you go to Philly. And you're looking around and people are just like going through the motions and you're like, nah, like I'm trying to win something. Like, what are we doing? And they like I would be irritated too. Say the we only, the only one that didn't really want to win something was Ben Simmons. Everybody else on that team that he was starting, JJ Reddick. Yeah, um, him and JJ were, yeah, and Biggie, were cool. Tobias, like they all yeah. wanted to win. So I, I think I still think that was a probably our best shot at going yeah, to the finals. that probably would that honestly was y'all's best shot at winning a chip. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Like it was just cool. I think was that the year Kawhi hit the shot? That was 2019. Yep. Yeah, right? it was just it, you it can't do shot. nothing about that. Yeah. It was just one of those plays where you just can't do nothing. It was like, damn, that sucks. It's just Kawhi just hit that shot. So, but I mean, shout out to Jimmy Butler, but out of the East. Um, and also we learned that the Boston Celtics can do it. Jason Tatum is that guy. Um yeah, they had a comeback season. Man. Regardless of how regardless of how everything turns out for the Celtics, you Jason Tatum, look what he look what has transpired. Jason Tatum went up against well, it's a team sport, so we can't say he went up, but you talk yeah. about individual matchups. Went up against yeah. KD in the first round, Giannis in the second round. That's two MVPs right there. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, who is an MVP caliber player in my mind. Will he ever win one? Probably not, but he's an MVP caliber player. He been to the finals. This nigga really went through the gauntlet to get to where they at right now. Now they're about to go up against like arguably the the NBA's version of the modern dynasty right now, the Golden State Warriors, six yeah. finals in eight years. Uh let me ask you guys a question. Are are you well, all right, let me ask you no because I know you are. Um, are you like invested in this finals? Like overall, what did you think of the playoffs? This is the I, best I, matchup. This is the best, this is the best playoffs I think I've seen since. 2019, watching the Raptors go to the championship. I think mm-hmm. this is the this is the best playoffs in because I've been hearing a lot of things. People saying uh, not too much no. invested. In I think they just casual. If you no, like that's because the bronze not in it. That's why those that's are just those are bronze sections saying that. It's but just, to yeah. me, this is the best possible matchup. Like if you were like you think about the final four of the conference, yeah, you know, I would love for it to be Mavs versus Celtics because I went either way, but. This was the best possible matchup because you have the Golden State Warriors, who is like basically like a modern day dynasty. Like when we mm-hmm. look back at this era of the Warriors, this is gonna be like the eighties Lakers, nineties Bulls. I don't doubt it. Two thousand Spurs. You know, they what I'm saying like, like they are modern, they are a modern day dynasty, and if the Warriors win the chip. That's that's great. I would that, love to see great. Steph win. I just think, but from- but <laughs> but if the Boston Celtics win. That is an NBA grandfather franchise right there because the Celtics have been dominant since the It'd be 18, right? Number 18? 17? Number 19. 18. Ooh. Yeah, 18. Banner 18. number 18. 18. Banner, which will tie them with the Lakers for most championships. 18? And then oh. not only that, Tatum <laughs> and Brown are not even in their prime just yet. So this could possibly be like a passing of the torch, if you will, 
like for a while. Oh, yeah, that would be it's nice. A, uh, NBA, it's a, NBA legacy. Yeah, like, because okay. the Warriors, nice. although the Warriors are a dominant team, and you might think that their window might be extended because Jordan Poole, he's a younger. Either I don't think they're going to be able to pay him. I think he might go. They will off. figure it out. No, the thing about Golden State, the thing about Golden State is if they like you enough and if you fit their system, they figure it out. Like Steph yeah, is already yeah, saying, but that dude's all about that. No, 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 because they got Andre back. But like but Iggy was Iggy's a vet though. Jordan you have to think about with young players, man. Jordan Poole basically worked his way to where he's at. So, so you're the Warrior GM, you're not bringing him back. No, you try to bring him back. No, okay. my thing is whatever number he says, we can do that. And because for me, you take Jordan Poole, you put him with Devin Booker, they Phoenix going, they're gonna be because Jordan Poole with Devin Booker, even if Jordan Poole plays one or the two, or if you got crit, whatever, like wherever Jordan Poole goes after this, he's going to be not in I wanna say the first option, but damn near the second option. Damn near the first option I'm because he can he proved that he can be the first option. Fuck that. I like Jordan Poole with the Detroit Pistons would be something. But him, yeah. and, him and Kate Cunningham as the back. That would be nasty, but I think it's just like Jordan Poole proved himself when Steph was injured and he was out there dropping 30 a game. Uh-huh. And he was like, nah, I can do this for real. And that's and he he had Steph Curry coming off as a six man mm-hmm. in his like third year. Steph Curry's a Hall of Famer. You have him coming off the six. That's crazy. So it's like wherever Jordan Poole goes, he's gonna be that guy. So if I'm Golden State. We go to Steph and Clay, like, yo, we, if y'all trying to run it back for a legacy wise, well, they'll definitely gonna, take a pay cut. Yeah. And the thing is, Steph has Steph has pride, but Steph knows what it takes to win. And if he's thinking about his legacy as a Golden State Warrior, give him whatever he wants. Give Jordan Poole however much he wants. Although it's already cemented. Or if it's yeah. already cemented or whatever, but however you got to redo it. Steph yeah, but I think, I think Steph, he's going for that finals MVP. Who wants to find the MVP? That. He needs the only thing. Yeah. He needs because. Once I think he gets a couple more chips, we gotta start having a conversation about Steph Curry and LeBron. Uh, not Steph Curry, LeBron, but Steph Curry being up there as a point guard, like one of. Oh, he's already up there as a point guard, in my opinion. In my opinion, if he he, if he wins this ring, he's maybe solidified. He's probably maybe top three, nigga. He he already is top three. He got Stockton, Curry. I put him on his. To me, no top three all time. Oh yeah, Magic Johnson. For sure. Magic, Isaiah, and then Steph. Yeah, that's what that I makes see. sense. And plus, but Steph revolutionizes the game in of itself. Like, one could argue that you could probably put Steph ahead of Isaiah, but I'm not gonna do that because Isaiah. I mean, as a 22 year old Gen Zer, I will. Uh, <laughs> I definitely will. <laughs> Even though but, when I was when I was coming, Isaiah was on his way out the league, but yeah. he was a he was a problem. He was a problem. But I think when you have to look at it, in to- like I look at everything in totality, Steph, again, revolutionizes the way we play basketball, the way these young kids play basketball. When Steph first started becoming hot, you had kids at Lifetime Fitness pulling up from deep, like super deep. Like it made my dad mad when we would go play basketball, and I'm not playing the post, and he played back in the 80s. I'm pulling it from three and I'm just spraying. And he's like, nah, like he get mad. All those get mad. But Steph did that. That's what Steph did. I still so. remember like early on when the uh, Warriors were getting hot and I'd be looking at this man like, who the fuck is this man pulling up from the three like that? But he, but like he from half it. court. But he, so, he yeah. <laughs> but he, I used to be but, pissed. 
But shout out to Mark Jackson, though, because he saw it before anybody else. He said that Stephen Clay would be the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. Before it was even. He's not played. wrong. I don't and think he's are. wrong. And they are. And they are. But Jordan Poole, John DeComingo, James Wiseman, if he ever gets For anything, sure. Those guys could really extend Ooh. his Warriors championship window because Steph is. You don't think they're uh, trading Wiseman? He was the third pick, right? Third. Or I mean, they they could trade him, but they won a championship. Why trade him? Who, who's their backup? Because Jonathan Kaminga, Draymond Dre. Dre mostly plays that at Kavon Looney. But the mm. thing is, is like I feel like what I learned from I think Golden State taught the whole NBA, and also what the Toronto Raptors are doing with the nine hundred five uh, with their G League affiliate. You got to do what they do with soccer and grow your players in house. Because Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, all the draft picks were at the Santa Cruz Warriors. Yeah. Maybe who would have like two? I, I wish the fucking Sixers Juan, Juan was Scott another one. Yeah, because like we we had two fucking assistants who are who made the fucking finals two years in a row. So Man. y'all seventy sixers lacking. Yo, y'all got y'all got to bring up my boy Miles Powell. That man is dropping. He, he was up and, and then they bro. dropped him back down. He was like up for two to. Two games, he, bro. He was averaging twenty five points in the G League. Like that dude's a dog, and y'all like, need a point guard. They like, they bro. made the right decision with uh with uh Paul Reed, and but Doc Rivers barely gave him any minutes until it was obviously y'all. It was I'm, no I'm not a Philly fan, yeah. but y'all gotta get Doc Rivers out. Miles Power is a bucket. He's a bucket. Y'all need a point guard. Y'all can have Maxi Maxi and Powell together. That's the nasty backcourt. Because Powell can shoot and Maxi is a playmaker and he can get to the basket. Like, but what we what doing with, uh, with James Harden? He's getting older, bro. He's getting older. I mean, you oh, can cycle. The next, you mean, okay, all right. All right. You that's can cycle Powell through that's, that's the thing. That's why um, Bob Myers was right when he said that the Warriors are light years ahead of the rest of the NBA because there's a nut, because the young guys that they have on the team are. Are gonna extend their championship window if they like, could keep for sure because Kaminga's only 19. Jordan Poole is like what 22? No, 22? he's 22? I think he's my age, he's 22, 23. Yeah, you still got Wiseman, who I believe is 20. Yeah, he just turned 20. You got Moses Moody, yeah. Andrew Wiggins, he's been in the league a while, but Andrew Wiggins not even 30. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, I, I think I think Andrew Wiggins is getting comfortable. Jordan Poole is 22. Warrior. Yeah, you know what hey, shout out to Jordan Poole. You know what I'm saying? And then you Same still way. got Clay. You got Clay who's 32. You got Draymond who I believe is 32 or 33. You got Steph who's 34. And and these guys like their game is gonna age well because they they their games don't rely on that lesson. They rely on shooting. Looking at the jump that Jordan Poole did, this dude was averaging 13.7 in his career. This year he's averaging 18.5. Uh, shout out to my dude Jordan Poole, man. That's yeah, amazing. but you also That's have to take account dude. that Clay was out for most of the season, so he had the opportunity to get a lot of shots. I mean, nah, but, Hooper, I mean but I mean, say the same <laughs> thing. But like I said, when Steph got uninjured and Clay, when they came back, they had they told Steph, "Oh, now we working you in to what's working because Jordan Poole is giving us dubs right now." They told Steph, "Now nah, you go come as a six man. We working you back in. Like we just not gonna put you back out there." So like. Jordan Poole, in my opinion, got that respect. I feel like when you get Steph Curry's stamp of approval, I think it's a – I don't think you really got nothing else to worry about. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely valid. But these boys, have opportunity, these boys have opportunity to do what the Celtics were not able to do in the 80s. 
when Bird, Mikael, Paris, all those was um, on their way out. Because the Celtics, they were trying to replant us through the draft. Because they had Reggie Lewis, who unfortunately he basically collapsed during a playoff game, and then he just died the next day. And then the Len Bias, who they drafted, but he died the day after the draft from a cocaine overdose. So the Celtics, they were trying to, like, <laughs> crazy. The 80s, the 80s was just a crazy time. God bless People were doing coke after the NBA game is crazy. No, nah, he, he didn't even get to play an NBA game. That's the oh. crazy part. He he died, like, literally, like, the night after the draft. You know, so those guys are supposed to extend the championship winner for the Celtics, but the Warriors they have an opportunity to just do just that because they still have their young guys on the rookie contracts. So if they could win right now, they just got. I feel like NBA teams just got to get better scouts. Y'all complain about the Warriors, just get better scouts and draft better. Yeah, that's that's what I hate. <laughs> I hate when people say that the Warriors were super yeah. when they, when they added KD. They drafted I, that team. Looking at all these young players, it's they've been the most interesting to watch. These past two years. That's what makes it interesting. Like, like Johnny like, hasn't had the time to like on the floor to actually yeah. do anything. But once he's been on the the times he has been, he's been up. He's been a hooper. So it's like they got a lot of kids on their team that can still. Yeah, that can I'm about to get into scouting. Fuck that. That's what I'm gonna do. Somebody, nigga, 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 on Scully, he playing 2K. Uh, I, I need, a, I need a whole team for the. How, how else do you expect me to get into that fucking? Uh, how many GD badges do you have? Yeah. How many badges do you have? Uh, I don't want but, no I bronze mean, badges. Gold badges and uh, only gold and all the things. It's it's what I've noticed over this uh, past year. Like what Nola's saying. Like these guys in the G League. Like, give them a fucking shot. They I do think, get chances, bro. I, I just think it's just the fact, like, the NBA draft and, you know, you get all these guys that it's it's the name and likeness. Like, Chet Holmgren. I, I can't even pronounce the last name. I'm not even Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Yeah, Pablo. Uh, I don't He's looking know, to take on Luca. But, yeah. but look at OKC. With, I'm not sure y'all, y'all boys know, but James Jalen Hoare, he came out of like the G League toward the end of the year. He averaged like a double double down the stretch. So these dudes, they get an opportunity. It's just that they're not gonna get the opportunity to ladder down the later in the season when teams are out of contention. Yeah, because like, ain't, no, ain't no ain't no contender go invest in G Leaguers. Oh yeah, if you're a, if you're a contender, but the thing is, Golden State wasn't a contender for the longest, and they did that back background work. That no, but the thing season. is, the thing is, the past two years. Go to say they had to deal with the injuries of Steph, Clay, Draymond, yeah. and that allowed them to play the young guys. So yeah. they were forced to do it. They just did not. And it's not like, okay, like they was just the war come out losing to the Raptors 2019. Also, they go play the young guy. Look at how many men Jordan Poole played his rookie year. Yeah. Now, you know what I'm saying? So, because they're like you said, they were kind of Golden State was forced to play them because exactly. they played, everyone else was injured. So you oh. had no choice. Shout out to Nick Stauskas. Uh That dude's balling. I know he played for the Celtics, but he don't really get no burn like that. What the fuck you get a shout out for? What you mean? That dude was killing Also a former Sixer. Child, I got to give him a shout out. Wow. Sixers just be letting people go. and Like they be a star in the next. Donnie Loki still a they get no, squeeze it's, it's like our, our, a fucking. They get y'all been out since the second round, bro. Like I said, I still again, red, white, and blue again. to this day. To this day, again. 
But all right, guys, let's let's get to the Western Conference real quick before we get to our finals people. What did we learn from the Western Conference? Either we kind of touched on it a little bit, talk about the Warriors young guys, but this is my opportunity to give my dad's Mavericks their flaws because they went further than I expected. I initially just wanted them to get out the first round, which they did. I thought we were gonna get murked by the Suns. I said, all right, let's just get a game. I even bet that all right, that if the Dodgers get swept, I will cut my locks. That's that was my bet as a second round, but they ended up being Phoenix. You know, Chris Paul had another meltdown. It is what it is. Where else is new and water's wet. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, we we put we show like it's Golden State. I feel like the series was closer than the than the series um, summary would suggest. Or one because we was in a lot of these games. Outside, like I believe game two. Or game one, we got blown out one of them, I know for sure. But the main thing is, I say, Luca needs help. Luca needs help as yeah. well. Because for him to get this team to the Western Conference Finals is a testament to his greatness. He's only 23 years old. Should we resign Jalen Brunson? I'm not quite sure. Because Who? My- Jalen Brunson. Nice. Oh, I don't try to play that nigga. I don't try to Because Brunson balled out for us in the playoffs. Like, he balled out for us. But my thing is, it's almost like you don't want to add up like the Portland Trailblazers when they had Dame and CJ and they were stuck with that backcourt. You know, like, right. my thing is, we can, if we can get something for Jalen Brunson, I don't know, maybe we could get like a Miles Turner or somebody like that. Then, all right, then let's do it. Because my thing is this. With this Mavericks roster, we were to keep Jalen Brunson. Could he get us over the hump? I'm not quite sure about that. And Charles Barkley even said the same thing. So I think we should try to get DeAndre Ayton because he's still a young he's still a young player. He's a former number one overall pick. Put him in Jason Kidd, Simpson with Luka, that pick and roll game, see what happens. I think that, I think that'd be dope. Son of the build off for the future. If we want to get another secondary score, I'd love to go after Bradley Bill because I think him and Luka, I think could play very well off of each other. So overall, my my takeaway from the West is that Golden State is still amazing, and that Luka needs more help because we don't want to end up like the Atlanta Hawks. Like Atlanta got to kind of far. The next thing you know, they end up playing the following year and they get swept by the Miami or losing five. Games. I think we the Hawks. The Actually, Hawks. No, they lost in five. So now we. The Hawks that. to me have the curse of every Atlanta sports team of like getting getting there but not doing the work to get over the hump. And I've been saying this, Trey Young needs help in the backcourt. Kevin Herter's not going to cut it. And it's, it's no hard feelings, but Kevin Herter's – why is Kevin Herter starting at the backcourt next to Trey Young? We need Bradley Beal. We need we need somebody to compliment Trey Young, not just Kevin Herter. And the thing, don't get me wrong, Kevin Herter's still a great shooter, a great – he could be a great six-man or great shooter, whatever, but Kevin Herter's like a Joe Harris in my eyes. Exactly. That's what Kevin Herter is. And that's perfect, it. perfect comparison. Because if you need a three, if you need a bucket, Kevin Herter can get you that. But can Trey Young Kevin Herter get you to the championship? No. And it just is what it is. And now they're realizing, oh, we're gonna have to get him help. So Donovan Mitchell to Atlanta, gonna be a really no defense for a backcourt, but will get buckets. So that means you have to beef up the front court. But Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal, they definitely have to go get these high ticket players because that's what it's going to take to, for them to get to the championship and win. So you need – because Trey Young can get you 30, but you do need someone to compliment him to help you get – you know, he get 30, someone else get 25, John Collins going to get 20. Like, 
uh, Clint Capella going to help you get like 10, 15 boards. Like you need that help. And so the Hawks just have to invest in that. But with Dallas, everything was done. It's, and the then, it's the same thing. Like, Luka can't do it by himself. And I think Luka – well, you have Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brunson. Like, you got to get Luka – like, Mark Cuban going to have to open his pocketbook and get – you going to open his wallet. He's trying to have enough money. You know, he's going to get somebody. What, Memphis ain't going nowhere. John Morant's not going nowhere. That he, yeah. He's just – he's that dude. And the, and, Minnesota, and the Minnesota Timberwolves – they coming up too. They're coming up as well. I think they got to give her D'Angelo Russell, which I don't think should, would really be much of a problem. But I think Eddie Edwards a car through the town. That's a nice building block right there. Yeah. Like, the the Dallas Mavericks, they, they kind of had a Cinderella <clears throat> story. But um, What do you mean, get rid of uh, D'Angelo Russell? Because you don't like that fit? He was it, poor in the playoffs. So. He, he he did not show up in the playoffs at all. And then he showed up in the regular season. But there was moments down the stretch where he wasn't even a closing liners during those games. They had, like, their backup, Joy McLaughlin, I think his name. Yeah. Little ball dude that looks like he's, like, 35, but he's, like, in his early 20s. He was he was a poor guard down the stretch. So that's going to show that they had no faith in him. It's, I think it's just D'Angelo Russell – I just think he needs some consistency with his game. Like in this during the regular season, he was consistent, but when it came for the playoffs, um if you put Dame on Minnesota, that would be something. Dame on Minnesota would be interesting. Dame for D'Lo. They would never go for that trade at all. <laughs> they they Portland's not going Paul, for that trade. Portland's rebuilding anyway. They not go they not go they but they're not stupid. But they'll never admit it. Yeah, they're not stupid. They low Malik Beasley in the first for Damian nah, Lillard. I'm taking no. That. I'm taking it. You, you're not gonna get a super, you're not gonna get a superstar if if it's her for Dame Lillard. I, don't think, I so? think if it's two firsts no. and D'Angelo, two first rounds and D'Angelo Russell. Okay, two first, for, two first for a thirty plus year old point guard. No, two first rounds of D'Angelo can still score. So okay, wait, wait. You said Malik Beasley for coming off an injury. But coming off an injury. So Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, on a first round pick for Dame Lillard. Yes, I'm that's doing that. not a horrible trade, but I just don't think Portland's gonna go for it because they're gonna they're gonna overvalue Damian Lillard. The fan base might the fan base yeah. might feel the fan base might feel some type of way, but if, uh, if, they, if they're, they're going for a rebuild, they're gonna want something like hard and concrete. Because that first because the thing is, Bronny's uh Bronny's class was uh uh the next draft class after this one. It's gonna be stacked because they got uh the kid Bradley who about to play at UCLA. They got a lot of yeah. So yeah, I would say get as many draft picks as you can for the next two years because those two classes. Because like I said, whoever gets Bronny gets LeBron James. So yeah, you know. But you think about it, look what Houston got for James Harden. They got a they got some picks and all that, but they did they really get any transcendent play back in that in that return trade? No, no. not really. I think that's what they're supposed to get now. This uh, they got third pick. Third yeah, the third pick. So they gonna get it back in. They gonna get it back in play. How to push icy, but <laughs> but um, I'm trying now. to see where uh, John Wall is going. Home. That's where he's going. <laughs> he's going home, dog. This man getting paid. He getting paid as well. Bro, he getting yeah. paid to go to the practice gym and just shoot him around. I, I I can't wait for the all season where we can like. Like really dissect this because that's actually a good point. Like, where would John Wall go? There's not really too many places he could go. He could go back to Washington, but hmm. I think at this point you gotta retire. Why not Miami? 
Why not Where Miami? You I think, think he's going to play wait, off. Uh, I think off the John bench. Wall and the Miami Heat wouldn't be a bad fit because he can still get a bucket though. Like let's not get it because we see Kyle Lowry, he's done. I know he was hurting though, but that he's done. <laughs> no, nah, okay, so John Wall to the Miami Heat wouldn't be bad because that would help Jimmy Butler a little bit in the backcourt. I wouldn't be mad at that, and I wouldn't be mad if DeAndre Russell went to the Miami Heat as well. I, I wouldn't be mad at that. And either. he could defend. Well, at least he could defend before he tore his Achilles and all that. Yeah, so I mean, John Wall probably gonna land somewhere anyways. It's John Wall. Um, My, I think Miami so, would be a, a very good fit for him, as well as New Orleans as well. The Pelicans. Mm, Zion was, not ever coming back, so it don't even matter. I would even waste my breath. Most likely out. going to uh, New York. <laughs> but uh, let's get to the finals preview: Celtics versus Warriors. Guys, this is kind of like a, this is like the fourth quarter in in a sense. But um, what are your key takeaways? Well, we can't say takeaways because nothing happened just yet. But key points like, for the finals. Yeah, key points for the finals. What are you guys looking looking to see? Um, you gotta stop the Warriors lineup. But that's all I gotta say. Well, the Celtics <laughs> were the best defensive team, and they played the Warriors very. And tight. they got the defensive player of the year, so it shouldn't be. I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give two points for each team. Um, for Boston. You gotta have that endurance because Golden State has they got they got a bench, and I've been saying this ever since Toronto because Toronto adopted the same thing when they won in 2019. To win a championship, you have to have a really good good starting five, but you have to have a good bench as well. And Golden State always has a good bench, and they still do, and they've proved that. Even if Jordan Poole doesn't start, Jordan Poole come off the bench, whatever, they're gonna have that endurance, and Boston's gonna have to have that endurance from their bench. To get them to, if they want to win a championship, their bench has to out outrun Golden State's bench. Which, looking at the finals and looking at their playoff run, it's it's hard to do, and not a lot of teams can do that with them. But so, you know, going to the season, everybody questioned Boston's bench, but it's proven to be actually a scrim at the yeah. time because Grant Williams stepped up throughout these players. Yeah, some big moments. Peyton Pritchard. Is a, is a good shooter. He he could play. You got Derek White, who they got for San Antonio, who was a big key pickup for them. And they also got Daniel Tice, mm-hmm. who also showed that okay, he could be a solid rim protector. And that's when Robert Williams, whenever he goes out, because in other words, he's injury prone. So the Southern, they could literally go nine deep. Yeah, they could. So I think going to stay. I just I just think going to stay goes a little deeper. I, that's and that's just my like my observing. They can go a little deeper, so they just they just have to be able to understand like, yo, these guys they've done this. Steph has done this how many times? Draymond has done this how many times? Steve Kerr has done this how many times? They go they, they have to whatever run with them. Yeah. <laughs> Finals so they, they, yeah, so Jason Tatum and the Celtics have to learn how to how to run with them. Be like, okay, they they got a deeper pipe, they got a deeper bag than us. So how are we gonna do this? And then we're going state. You gotta stop Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like you get like Jason Tatum have an off night, but Jalen Brown like like we said, Jalen Brown can give you forty if if they give him the ball enough. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are basically a what if that actually transpired. Like what if like if Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady stayed together in Toronto? That's essentially what they are. In That's not a bad comparison. And also, they could both defend as well. Yeah, they're good defenders. So. Golden State and plus they're a little undersized. Like Jason's like like Jason, like I'm assuming either Draymond or Andrew Wiggins is gonna be guarding Jason Tatum 
Clay Thompson will be playing up on Jalen Brown. Um, so Boston has size on their side. You know, Golden State, you know, they're used to being the undersized team in the playoffs anyways. But, you know, they just got to shut down Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. And um, that's really about it. And so and they, Steve Kerr is probably already drawing up some defensive scheme for that. But and shout out to Ime Udoka, man, because Ime Udoka, I think he does not get enough credit. And I was, he does not. And I was a little bit disappointed because I was watching the trophy presentation for the Eastern Conference, my Eastern Conference, Boston Celtics, and I was kind of perplexed as to why Ime Udoka did not get interviewed at the end. Like they, like they talked to Tatum, which they say is the MVP. They talked to Jalen. They talked to Marcus Smart. I believe they also talked to Al Horford. Why are you not going to talk to the head coach that basically brought, put this system together and you do like I'll, Yeah, I put on our uh, Kente cloth hats because they don't want to interview the black man like, that kept that white <laughs> leprechaun. No, I'm kidding. Like, that's, <laughs> nah. Shout out to you, Doka, man. He's, yeah, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's actually really done a really good job. It was just his first year as head coach for the Celtics. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know about when he first got hired, but I – I kind of had a good feeling about him. Like, okay, well, one, he comes from from um, great popular system, you know. So normally, when you come from that culture tree, like you're bound to be a great head. That's coach. just like Greg Popovich, Nick Nurse. Like, if you come from you know a certain certain coaching trees, like you yeah. kind of get that stamp of approval. Well, Nick Nurse came from, I believe, he coached in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but um, Greg, but you don't, even you don't get man. I gotta get that dude his flaw. I think he should have. Been the running like Monty Williams, I I I guess because he led the Suns to the best record, but they, they didn't give him to. Him. I don't think they gave him to him last year, right? Yeah, they gave it to Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, so they had to. They they yeah. like, nah, they gave him. So to they him. made it for. But anybody anybody was trained eyes to see that you don't get did like the best coaching job in the NBA because the Celtics they were like at one point they were like twenty three and twenty five. You know, probably would have been a player. The next thing you know. They just run it up down the street and they end up with the number two seed. Everybody they go get beat in the first round against Brooklyn. They swept them. And like, oh, they got to lose to Milwaukee. Even though Chris Middleton was out, they beat them. And then the Miami Heat, everybody, oh, well, this is a team that they cannot beat in the conference round because he had beat in Boston like mm-hmm. like twice yeah. in the last. That seems like a Miami. culture of the year resume to me. Sounds like a joker, man. But in regards to my thoughts on this series, it's like you said, man. Like I feel, first of all, I believe that both teams match up very well because Golden State are the best shooting team, like in, remaining in the playoffs. Not even just the playoffs. Like this, 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 this is the best shooting team in the league. Period. You know, basically, you gotta account for four players because Wiggins can, can score, Poole can score, Clay can score, Steph can score. You know, but the Suns are the best defensive team. Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart could guard one through five. He can literally go out one through five, but yeah. the thing is, and the Warriors, and the Warriors are, are the Warriors play small anyway, so they play small. But even though, like, yeah, you got four people to worry about, but Golden State is that good. Where it's like, if you need to, Draymond can get you a bucket. He's not gonna get you 25, 30, but Draymond can like you leave somebody open. Everyone in Golden State can damn near shoot, like to the degree if need be. If need be, so it was like you can leave. Oh yeah, we gotta guard these four players. But Kevin Looney can still get a bucket in the paint, in the post. Like, Kevin, like, we forget Kevin Looney had a game, like, when the uh, game six, or I forgot what game was, he had a really good game. 
But people would just forget was, about uh, Kevin Looney down there in the, in the post. So it was like, yeah, you can guard everybody, but if you're not really paying attention to Kevin Looney, he going to do his job. Jonathan Kamingo will come in, do his job. He did that against the series um, when they played the Grizzlies. Like So it's like you, you got to account for everybody. You can't just be, oh, yeah, go hit these four major players because everyone on Golden State can score and get a bucket, and that's dangerous, and that's hard. And that is dangerous, but at the end of the day, you got to get stops, and the Celtics, they can do that. Jalen Brown could get a stop. Marcus Smart could get definitely get a stop. Otherwise, why he defensive player of the year? Robert Williams could get Robert Williams could patrol the paint like a motherfucker. Al Horford is a solid defender. And I think Gary Payton Jr. is coming back. I think in game two, I heard maybe. And he's a problem. And he's a problem on defense. So it's like you have Gary. Now you have to look at Gary Payton Jr. on the other side of the ball playing defense. I think this is gonna be a great series. I, I think it's gonna go at least six games. At least six games. It's going to it's going to seven games, I think, in my opinion. I think I feel like okay, well I would want to go to game seven games just because it would be really good basketball. But in the grand scheme of things, I think the Warriors can I think the Warriors can do it in five. Like the reality is Warriors can do this in five, I think. I don't think they will. I, I think they can do it. It, in it five. definitely should go to seven. Um best defensive team and the best offensive team. Yeah, it may go to seven, but I feel like the Warriors can do it in five for sure. And it's a good story no matter who wins. Like, obviously, I want the Celtics to win. My grandmother, she's a Warriors fan, you know, so even if the Warriors win, at least I know that she'll be happy, but if my Celtics win, I'm going to be happy, so, you know. Yeah, I don't have a dog in this race, but. Plus, my cousin plays, my cousin plays for the Celtics, you know, so that's cool. <laughs> just I mean, my, my statement still stands. Fuck Celtics. Wow. Even if he comes on the podcast, amazing, guys. Love that. Now look, he'll understand it's Philly. Oh, wow, yeah, wow. Okay, it. okay, Dream Chaser. It is, right. it is. But serious, serious prediction, guys, because I know, no, you said it could literally go five and Michael said, but who you got one of the series? Warriors and five. Okay. Donnie? Warriors and seven. You're gonna say Boston is six. I already know. Uh, yeah. I already gonna say Boston is six. The thing is, if Boston wins this, if Boston wins the series, it has to be in six. It has to be in six. I don't see us winning a game seven. Game seven in Oakland? I don't know, dog. San, San, San Francisco now. They moved. Oh, yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah, they're not I mean, Oracle. first of all, game seven in Oracle or wherever, like, nah, bro. That was different. And, and I don't want to hedge my bet. I don't want to hedge my bet because I'll say the Warriors win is going to be in seven. Southern win is going to be in six. But I, I'm going to move for the underdog, man, because nobody, anybody but count Boston out since the first round. And, and we're going to steal, we're going to keep counting them out. And I don't think, and I don't, and, and I don't want to believe that they came this far just to come this far. But at the same time, look, one of them. If, if you if you think about what it takes to beat this team in the finals, like 2016, basically Draymond Green had to get suspended, LeBron had to go into God mode for to just beat to beat. So, yeah, just to beat this team, a certain team. 2019, KD had to get hurt, Clay had to get hurt for the Raptors to win. Yeah, you know, so if Boston wins, go ahead. What is this gonna take some bullshit? Could they flat out beat this team? You know, but I, I, I don't know, man. But we gonna I'm see. A, I'm gonna rock with my boy. I'm gonna say Celtics and six. Celtics and six. 
Man, look like the dream chasers getting to me. It got dark outside. Yeah, it got dark. So, <laughs> so that means we gotta wrap this up. So, fellas, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. And ladies and gentlemen, let us know your thoughts as well. Like who you guys got winning the um this year, Celtics and awards and how many games. So let us know. But fellas, let's get up out of here. It's getting dark and shit. Four PF is out to know. The dream chasers out the bottom. That man said four PF is out. <laughs> Hey, shout out to baby, man. Shout out to little baby. That's yeah. yeah so, anybody know where they can find y'all on social media, which y'all working on, all that good shit? Um, yeah, just Lino you know, also on everything Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of that. Um, your boy is, uh, um, we got some interviews, off the rack interviews coming through. We got those in the works. So, right now, and we work on music midtown this fall. So, that's really about us. Trying to get off the racks up and running, actually, you know, as an editorial column. You said so. music, music midtown. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm working on I'm working on a mixtape. You know, say with four pf. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> they got me in the they got me in the stew. So nah, but music midtown and uh, off the racks, the editorial space. That's about it. But yeah, other than that, we we cooling right now. Radio Donnie. Oh uh, yeah. I- I actually have a busy week coming up, actually. Uh, obviously, you could check on my radio show, 11 p.m. to uh, 3 a.m. He finally remember the time. He finally remember the time. His show. Uh, I'm off of social media right now. I'm working on the screenplay. Um, Bullshit. Nigga, you just on it. Hey, write me a roll, please. Oh, yeah. You're let the let, me, You're let the me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Write me a roll, dog. I came back to social media after five days off because um, I was helping my friend who finally released, is going to be releasing her show next week. Um, Random Muse, this series. So check that out. Uh, I got the Unday Festival coming up. Um, I got Pride Festival coming up. Um, I also have Great Time. Their EP party. Um, I'm on the guest list. I mean, I'm on a. Oh press- shit! That is a mommy. Rubber sent us an email about to promote this song. They did. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check my and email for that right now. Yeah, no, of course. I, I'll check my email, but uh, yeah, I, I have a couple of things coming up. So they, I know they sent it to me. I'm not sure you got CC'd in it or not because I'll just be seeing shit. I'll be forgetting about it. But yeah, you saw. I, I get a lot of definitely forgot. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so upset about that. Like I'm not over this. <laughs> I'm not over this. So, so what you got, Liddell? As for me, Liddell, fashion East, man, I'm just trying to make some shit shake, man. Well, not so much that. I know how to make this shit shake. It doesn't matter the time. It's we're about to what you mean? You shit. got ground up media productions. What yeah, mean? so I said I got I'm trying to make that shit shake now because I've been sitting on this episode since January. We're about to put that out finally. We're gonna was was that the pilot that I saw? Yeah, we're going to release the trailer what, this week for that. What streaming so, service we talking about? We, we gotta keep that. Nah, we gotta we gotta keep we gotta keep the under wraps right now. Man, but, try um, to get a bag, you know. But we had talks on some things. I'm excited about it. But um, Donnie, you've been privy to you've seen it already. Um, yeah, no, you have right. not quite got an opportunity to see this yet. But I'm excited to put that out there to the rest of the world first on social media for a little brief little snippet. And then from there, we're going to just map out everything else, you know, regards to, like, who's going to be next that we're going to be interviewing. By the way, you're an artist in the New York City area. You want to be a part of the vibes. Get at me. 
you know, email me at ledell.gunproductions.com. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Go ahead, no. I just, you know, I just want to be invited to the premiere. You know, I'll take a flight to New York. I need to, whatever premiere, whatever streaming service is on, I just need that premiere invite. That's it. Yo, I mean, look. Silver carpet premiere. Silver carpet is wild. Silver carpet. If I get this screenplay done, we all on it, so. Yeah, Manny. Shout out to HBO Max. HBO Max. Now, support black businesses, brother. Support black businesses. No, I mean, look, if I hand it off, you know, to the right people on this platform, that's up to them. That's up to them. (laughs) Exactly, man. But outside of that, in regards to the Tuck Umbrella, we're in the process of planning out our next Tuck fashion show. So um, we learned a lot based off of last year's show. Last year's show was the first one that we did with our, our founder, our CEO, Antonio Godfrey. And um, I'm glad to, that we were able to put that together. But now it's all about evolution, growing, learning from those experiences, good and bad, learning what worked, learning what, even though, by the way, it was a great show. But uh, here at True of a Culture, we believe in quality about anything. And um, it was a great show. It was a success. A lot of great things came from that show. We got to the design that we featured. They wanted to do some amazing things. And uh, right now, we're just in the process of mapping out everything. Our next show theme, we have all those details so you at a later date. But just know that we're working beyond the scenes. You know, the Tuck team is working beyond the scenes to continue to make Tuck Fashion Week one of the most prominent events out there in the city of Atlanta. As soon as we're going to be looking to expand out to New York, out to L.A., out across Europe, you know. So we're working. We're working. Just know that we're working, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to make everything happen in due time. But, fellas... Ladies and gentlemen, that basically concludes the Out of Bounds podcast. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. The conversation in regards to, we touched on a whole bunch of shit throughout this episode. We touched on interracial relationships, touched on Kevin Samuels, touched on Will Smith. You know, we touched on sports, obviously, because this is a sports-based podcast. We talked about a little bit of everything. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please be sure to hit that like button on the way out. Hit that share button. Subscribe to the network if you're new. And also, you listen to us on all your platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google. iHeart, shout out iHeart. Yeah, um, all the all those great, amazing platforms out there. <laughs> we even all Pandora. That's a weird shout out. <laughs> nah, it's not a weird shout out. Shout out iHeart. That, nah, it's really not. You a weird got a partnership out. with them. Well, mm-hmm. Tug used to have a partnership with iHeart. We need hey, to, hey, listen, need your boy trying to. We, we trying to shout out to iHeart. That's all I gotta say. Shout out to all right, iHeart. All right, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, so you listen to us on on all your platforms. Please be sure to give us five stars. We we'll truly appreciate it mm-hmm. and all that good shit. But ladies and gentlemen, until That's next it. time. That's all. We love black women. Yeah, I beat you to women. it. We love black women. First of all, you're being shit because I love black women as well. We both love black women. Donnie, not so much. Nah, Donnie nah, love black women. Shout out to the human race, you know? We just, uh, I was trying to help Don, you out, dog. Donnie is on his all lives matter shit with that one. I was going to say, you should have been to Atlanta, but now. love one another. Forget the races and all that. You know, we're all one of I was just going to say, come to Atlanta, we got you, Donnie. No, I actually had somebody. Uh, I actually had somebody tell me that I wasn't uh, African American. Were they like, white? You no, he was actually a black person. You know those black people that. Be well, they're ignorant. That, uh, you are. Yeah. Black. <laughs> so we all get stopped by the police. 
Exactly. That's like, why, it don't matter. I don't, I don't know. Brother probably got a point. <laughs> no, he's like, you're not Negro. Like, you're, you're, you're not. It is so dark in those rooms right now. He, this thing wasn't wearing glasses. The four I don't think I can the way. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> they like a shadow right now. But anyway, y'all. Hell, hi, Y'all know the vibe. Ooh, there I am. <laughs> now, 4 p.m. I got scared. 4 p.m. was almost on the way. But, um, hell, hi, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Donnie got scared. <laughs>